visitor in our church tonight. Uh, praise the Lord for uh, their visit. Uh, we have, um, of course, Pastor, uh, he was here, Pastor Asani uh, was here last Sunday evening, and also Mom Helen, and we have uh, Eunice, no, Eunice? All right, welcome, welcome to our church. And I think you, you are also, like, welcome uh, last Sunday. I was not here because I attended the anniversary of GLBBC, and um, we just... Uh, we just missed the morning service last uh, Sunday. Okay, so First Peter, First Peter, <clears throat> chapter, sorry, Second Peter, Second Peter, chapter three. Let's uh, have a look of this verse. Only one, but there will be a lot of verses after here. So we will, um, we will read this together. Uh, if you are there, let's all stand. Let's read this verse, a uh, verse together. Only one verse uh, on verse number 18. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. Together now, ready, read. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So our title tonight, so simple and very common and familiar. Uh, grow in grace and this is very important for all of us who have life in the Lord Jesus Christ because it is important to grow what will happen to a child after being born and the child refuses to grow and that's a problem let's, um, let's uh, again um, go to the Lord in prayer our Father in heaven thank you Lord uh, tonight as we are once again going to be uh, confronted uh, by your word, I pray, O oh God, that you will just um, uh, teach our hearts, teach us, Lord, your ways. Bless us tonight, give us victory in our hearts, and thank you, Lord, that uh, tonight uh, your word, once again, will be proclaimed, and I pray that you will give us victory. And Lord, uh, continue to speak to us, continue to work in our hearts, and bless all of us, O oh God. And thank you very much, O oh Lord, for uh, bringing us together safe and sound. And I pray that um, your word that will be preached um, will help us to grow and will help us, Lord, in our daily walk with you. Bless all of us and our families in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Our Christian life has, you know, a beginning. And the same is true with uh, any um, uh, life on earth. There is, there is beginning to everything. And again, the Christian life begins with a birth, because this is a very special, uh, special creation of God. The human beings are very special creation of God, and the Lord our God um, made it that um, upon birth we we will be joined to our uh, you know human family, our our parents, and from there uh, we will we will enjoy the protection, the provision from our parents. The love, the nurturing, and all those uh, our parents are, are have done to us uh, when we were um, come to the family, when we arrived to the family. And again, the same thing is true with our spiritual birth. We have a physical birth. We also have a spiritual birth. Upon receiving the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, that is where we become born again. We become a child of God, as uh, we know it in the, in the Bible, in John chapter 1, verse number 12, and also in verse number 13, uh, these two verses are really uh, important for us to learn, but as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. You see, um, and in verse number um, 13, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What does it say, really, is that you are not a child of God by virtue of you being part of the role in our church. In other words, our church membership does not make you a child of God. Not because you, are, you come into a Christian church, then you are a Christian. It does not mean that because you are, uh, you are born in a Christian home, you are a Christian. And it does not mean that because you are baptized uh, in the church, then you are a Christian. Yeah. Because the Bible says, it is not, it said here, 
which were born not of blood. Not of blood. Sure. That means, not because your parents and your grandparents were Christians, then you are a Christian. Because it's not sure. of blood. Yeah. And it says, uh, uh, nor in the will of the flesh. It's not because you want to be a Christian and you are a Christian. No, because it's not by the will of the flesh. And also it's not because nor of the will of man. Not because the, the prime minister said, I am a Christian, so therefore I am a Christian. Or the pastor said, you are a Christian uh, because you do this, then you are a Christian. It is not the will of man. It is not the will of the priest. It is not the will of the Pope. Our being a Christian is very simple. The last phrase, it says, but of God. It is of God. You become a Christian because of God. You see, and how? Verse number 12 is the explanation. Verse number 12. But as many, not all, but as many as received him Amen. to them. So not all people are Christians and not people, all people are children of God. All people are created by God, but not all people are, you know, children of God. But yep. those people who receive Jesus Christ, yep. they become yep. children of God. Sure. By virtue of their humble, you know, um, um, acceptance of the Savior, Jesus Christ, by virtue of them coming to the Lord by faith, by saying, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. Lord, by faith, I open my heart, come into my life, and save my soul. That moment of your acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will work in your life and will do that important operation, spiritual operation to make you a child of God. We do not know how, but God knows how. We do not know what, so you know, uh, what from that moment and, until the point that we become a child of God. Uh, uh, what's the reason behind all those? We do not know, but God knows how. And you see, we when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ uh, by faith, we may not feel outright physical change. We don't like. You know, feel the change in, in our entire body and, and, and some like you uh, touching from heaven uh, uh, happen in your life. No. There can be no outright physical change in your life, but in the sight of God, if you will receive Jesus Christ by faith and it is true in your life, it is true in your heart, you become His child and you are born again. Yeah. You see, what, what does it mean being born again? That means you are now being re redirected from the path of death unto the path of life. Amen. From the power of darkness unto That's the right. power of God. Amen. You see, from the family of Satan to the family of God. Amen. You are saved by virtue right. of what God said in His Word. Amen. You see, Nicodemus was puzzled about this. And then Nicodemus, if you know the story in John chapter 3, Nicodemus was a big guy. He's a, he's a priest. He's, the, he's a leader of the priest. That means maybe an, a bishop or um, he, might, he might be in our setting in the Catholic Church. He might be not a pope, but perhaps around the bishop. A very ranking, ranking um, um, person in the, in the, in the um, religion. And in John chapter 3, you can find that in verse number 1, uh, about this man, uh, his name is Nicodemus. He was puzzled about this new birth. He has, first time that he has heard this, and in fact, he, he, he formed uh, very, very funny ideas uh, in his mind. How, how, how does it happen? Uh, do we have to go back to our mother's womb and then be born again? No. He has no idea. Now we laugh now, but I think if we first heard this kind of thing, we also don't know how. That's right. But again, uh, it's just so funny that we now, uh, although we are not priests, we are not high-ranking, um, you know, personalities in in religion. But this guy was. But he was like acting like you know he doesn't know anything when Jesus Christ spoke to him. There was a man in verse number one. 
of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Ruler. So he's not an ordinary member of the society. He's a ruler. And I said, the same came to Jesus by night. Why by night? Probably because he's a ruler. He doesn't go in the open. He doesn't go there uh, uh, to be seen by people. Uh, oh, why is uh, our teacher of um, uh, our uh, um, hermeneutics uh, go there and, and, and seek advice or, or talk to the rabbi? Uh, so that's why he went to the Lord Jesus Christ by night because he's a priest. He cannot just go there in the open and people can see him because uh, it, 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 it really is a you know, bad view uh, as far as the religion is concerned. So this saying came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, now he calls Jesus Christ his teacher because everyone else called him teacher. So Rabbi, uh, we know that thou art the teacher come from God. Wow, this is now something that this guy, um, um, uh, Nicodemus, perhaps uh, learned there's something uh, something special about this um, Jesus, something uh, extraordinary about this Jesus. And he called him um, a person, a teacher, come from God. And again, continued reading, For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, and Now, you see, the Lord Jesus Christ will not, will not buy with all these flatteries and all that. Now he doesn't care. Whatever people will say, he will just go straight to the point. What, what, what is that that Jesus Christ wanted to do? This guy, even though he's a priest, he needs to be saved. This priest needs, he has a soul, his soul needs to be saved. And that is what the, you know, the objective of the Lord Jesus Christ, this man must be saved. He said, um, uh, in verse number two, he said, um, no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, Nicodemus answered here, he said, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? And that is a valid question. And that is a, a, you know, a, a, a good question too. And he said, Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, his mindset is all this physical. His mindset now, you can tell, that it's just all these operations of man, you know, things that we can do with our hands, things that you know, we can manage to think. He cannot really think outside of this. And that is why you can see the, the, the inferiority of the religion compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's so inferior. Now here, he said, um, can, can he, uh, can help, uh, uh, can a man be born? Uh, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his, uh, into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, he mentioned about Spirit and he mentioned about water. Water. What, what water is this? Some people will say it's the water of baptism. I would say no. Uh, some people will say other things. Although even, even Christians vary in their opinion in this. But I will show you my, 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 my findings in this. Why, uh, I, why I would say that this water here is the word of God. And the spirit is also um, the one that made the person born again. What can make a person born again is the word of God. Because when we, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, what's present there? The Word of God is being presented to us. So the word, without the Word of God, we cannot be saved. Yep. Because that is where the Holy Spirit can work. The Holy Spirit will work in the Word of God. And when that Word of God is presented unto us, and we think about it, and, 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 and find that, yeah, it makes sense. And then we begin to go to the trail, uh, the trail of uh, the thinking of that, and then we begin to realize, oh wow, I understand now, I need to receive Jesus Christ. This is because of the Word of God. So the Word of God here is this water. Again, let's take a look at um, um, 
It is in Ephesians, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Ephesians chapter. Um, is it? Five. Five verse twenty-six. Ephesians five, verse that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So the word of God is the is the uh, cleansing agent that God uses so that uh, also man will be saved. And in fact, the Bible says that um, he says. Um, wherewithal, I think that is in Psalm 119, verse number 9. Psalm 119, verse number 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. So yeah. the word of God can cleanse. Yeah. And that is the word of God that is being presented to us at the time of our salvation, at the time when we receive Christ. When we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God is presented. And of course, without the Holy Spirit of God, nothing can happen to the person. That is why if you go back to John chapter 3, verse number 1. Sorry, John chapter 3, verse number two, verse number 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, which is the Word of God, that, that cleansing agent of our soul, the, the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit of God, this too is very important in salvation. The Word of God, the Bible, and the Holy Spirit of God. So these are the ones that, that um, you know, converted our soul. He, the Bible says, He cannot, He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse number 6 in our text, he said, he said uh, that which is born of the Spirit is uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You know, the physical birth is, you know, one thing and the spiritual spiritual birth is another. You, you become part of the family of God by virtue of, your, of the physical birth. But you become part of the family of God by virtue of you accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Verse number 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. You must be born again. And again, uh, this, this makes me like uh, more interested in the King James Bible. Because this is a perfect, you know, um, you, can, you can gain perfect understanding of the context of uh, the conversation between between Nicodemus and the Lord Jesus Christ, when 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 the Lord Jesus Christ said to Nicodemus, "Marvel not that I said unto thee." Now, if you if you are sick and tired of these terminologies, thee, ye, thou, if you don't like it, you will miss the point here. You will miss the point here because the word "thee," marvel not that I said unto thee, that is you singular you singular marvel not that I said unto thee and there's another word ye and the word ye is you plural so in other words God when he spoke when Jesus Christ spoke to Nicodemus he was not only intending for Nicodemus to be saved but he's that is that he's intending for all people to be saved yeah because he meant, he, he meant this in the way he spoke to Nicodemus. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Nicodemus, that you, all of you, must be born again. Yeah. So in that very moment, the Lord Jesus Christ was not just thinking about Nicodemus. He was thinking about all people that they might also uh, be born again. And verse number 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth. And now here is the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You know, that the moment that I received Jesus Christ, I had no idea and I had no plans of receiving Jesus. Yep. I had no thinking of my future. 
I, I have no thought about about uh, what's going to happen in my life. I have no thought about my sin. I, I just, you know, went along. And someone in that moment came to me and shared to me the gospel without, not according to my plan for the day. And then he came, I listened, <clears throat> and then after I listened, I understood it, and I made a decision. That was my volition, that was my own decision. To receive Jesus Christ because I believe what he said. I believe what he said in the Bible. I believe what he explained in the Bible. So I received Jesus Christ at that moment and then I got saved. But the Bible says, you know, it's like the wind. It's like the wind. Um, uh, uh, the wind bloweth where it listed and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell when it, whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You have no plan. Many people. Yeah, maybe tonight, you have no plan. Now, you know, you, you come to church, but you have no plan of changing your mind. You have no plans of accepting anything, maybe what you hear. But sometimes the Holy Spirit of God will just speak to you the moment that you are not even thinking about Him. And that is where sometimes salvation can happen because it is the working of the Holy Spirit of God. You see, um, um, Nicodemus in verse number 9 answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Now remember, this is a big shock in the church. This is the uh, uh, you know, uh, bishop of the church. Or perhaps a cardinal. A cardinal. Cardinal of the church. This can be the next, the next person to be the pope. This can be a candidate for the popery. And again, he doesn't know. He, he said, uh, how can these things be? And now Jesus Christ insulted a little bit this um, learned person. He was learned, and yet he doesn't learn. He doesn't know these things. And he said, verse number 10, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? You studied this. You studied the Bible all your life. You taught the Bible to the people all your life. You studied the words, and now you don't know these things. You are the master of Israel. You, you teach the teachers. You teach the teachers. You teach the pastors. You teach the priests. And now you do not know. Oh, Nicodemus was puzzled about the new birth. But I will tell you, my friend, what a blessed thing it is for all of us. We are just ordinary Christians. We are just ordinary people. But the Lord revealed this to us. Yeah. We are not puzzled anymore. We are not, you know, confused. We are not, we are not, you know, um, 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 startled when we hear this kind of odd things. It's because, you know, the Holy Spirit of God had already um, um, taught us these things. And this is what separates um, the gospel from religion. You know, some, some, sometimes people will come to church and think that they come to a religion. And I hope that that is not your mindset tonight, yeah. that you do not come to this place because this is a religion. Yeah. You do not come tonight because you want to, you know, to, to know uh, what kind of religion is this. Yeah. Christianity differs from all religions in the world. Why? Because it is more than a religion. Yeah, it yeah. is the life of the Son of the living God. Right. It is the God made living in man. Yeah. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because Christ is Christianity. Yeah. And Christianity is Christ. Simply because one cannot be a Christian without Christ. Yeah. As he is the only and the only basis and the sole basis of Christianity, the Lord Jesus Christ. So many people, they, can, they think that they are Christian because they, they come to a certain building every Sunday. And they thought they are a Christian by doing so. They thought they are a Christian because they always celebrate, you know, Christmas. They thought they are Christian because, you know, they were baptized. But my friend... You cannot be a Christian without Christ in your heart. True Christianity is a person being indwelt by the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life. 
Yeah. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ living in the person. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is the, the supreme subject of each book of the New Testament. And also, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that fulfills all the promises of the, of the Old Testament. From, from his incarnation to his second coming until the time that he will be crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's all written in the book. The Bible says, you know, uh, seek ye the scriptures. So in, in, I think it's in John chapter 5, verse number 29, if I'm not mistaken. 29 or 35? 35. Sorry, 39. If not, then 59. <laughs> no, sometimes I can hit it, you know. Search the scripture. No, it is a command. Each one of us is commanded by God to read the Bible. Oh, you better read the Bible. You know what's the, you know what's the acronym of the Bible? You know, you know that acronym is very common and popular today. Bible. B-I-B-L-E. B stands for um, basic. I is instruction. Um, B before L. Living is earth. Basic instruction before leaving earth. What will happen to a person that leaves earth without the Bible? That's a big problem. That person is in a big trouble. Because this is a basic instruction. It's like, okay, um, go to this um, go to this place. Nine, uh, 91 Yellow Road. Um, Amsterdam. I don't know if there's a year road in Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay, I go. Off you go. Uh, first of all, what plane do I take? And next, oh, it's a problem without a map, without navigation. The same thing, my friend. You cannot reach heaven without the Bible because yeah. the Bible is our navigational, you know, um, instruction. This is the, 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 the only means by which we can reach our destination. All of us want to go to heaven, but not all of us will follow the guide. And that is very sad. All wants to go to heaven because we, heaven is beautiful. There is peace, uh, lots of uh, fun, and lots of, um, uh, you know, the, 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 there is a beautiful thing. Of course that is true. And yet, but again, you need to understand that the Lord, um, first and foremost, is the one that will judge the criteria. The Lord our God is the one that will judge the criteria. And what is the criteria? There's only one criteria. John 3, 36. John chapter 3, 30, verse 36. One criteria to enter heaven. He that have or he that believeth on him on the son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not the son shall not see life every person needs to believe in Jesus Christ in John chapter 3 verse number 18 he that believeth on him again there is the word believe is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the Son of God. When the person dies and then will wait, oh, I think the Lord will weigh my good deeds and my bad deeds. If my good deeds will outweigh the bad deeds, then I will be saved. But if my bad deeds will outweigh my good deeds, then I will be lost. I will be no, my friend. The Bible tells you that you are already condemned. That's right. Amen. There's no more waiting there. When you die, then you will go straight to hell because that is what the Bible says. But it is appointed unto man once to die. After this, the judgment, no more, no more waiting. Because right now, the only question that you need to answer is, do you have Jesus Christ? Yeah. Do you have Jesus Christ in your yeah. life? You see, salvation um, is God coming down and, 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 and making him, making a person a new creation. But 
religion religion is man taking the effort to reach up to God. Now you have to, you have you have a choice in coming to a church. Do you come to a church uh, so that you can you can uh, reach up to God? Which is your intention is to reach up to God. So you come and join a religion and try your best to reach up to God. But if you really think about it, it is not religion. It is, you know, um, our salvation is not re religion. Because salvation, salvation is God coming down to us okay. and taking the steps and making us a new creation in yeah, Him. That's right. That is what makes us saved. That what makes us, you know, gain that salvation. Not because of our own merit, but because of Jesus Christ who, who did all things necessary uh, for the salvation and forgiveness of the souls of men. You see, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What is that? That means if you are a Christian, if you are saved, then all things have become new. Old things are passed away. Those old things. What are those old things? Oh, you, you know, uh, the drink that you love to the drink that you love to drink before you drank them no more. Why? That is a new thing now. You are new in Christ. Those things that you loved before, you love them no more. The gambling that you love to do before, you gamble no more. The the you know the the uh, bad attitude towards towards your husband or towards your wife or towards you know other people uh, that you always do before you will do them no more. Why? Because we are new. The Lord Jesus Christ knew. What are these new? Bible, you are not used to that. But because you have Christ, that is new. Therefore, that is already, uh, you know, um, instructed by God uh, for all Christians to do. So therefore, Bible is new, then we will soak ourselves in the Word of God. It says, um, um, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. But after the birth, of course, as I told you, comes the growth. There must be growth. What will happen to a child that will not grow? Would you expect a 20-year-old girl uh, to act like a 2-year-old girl? You need to still change the nappy on her? Uh, you still need to wash the bum bum? <laughs> Because she cannot do it herself. She, she has not grown. She refused to grow. Oh, that is a big problem. Even so to a Christian person, a Christian person, if you are saved for long, you must have grown. You must have, you know, grown something. You can, you, 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 you might have some, um, you know, a form of um, independence in you. And that is expected for all Christians because we are alive. There must be growth somewhere. You see, we have to grow. And we need to grow. First Peter or Second Peter chapter 3 verse number 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And tonight, let us take a look at this. Let us take a look at this, you know, a Christian growth as shown in the scripture. Uh, uh, first of all, we will we will see uh, what does it mean to be growing in grace. What does it mean to be growing in grace? Um, what growing in grace uh, is not, my friend. Growing in grace is not uh, us becoming more saved than than at the moment of our conversion. It's not that you are bound to go to heaven and now you are even more bound. No, it is not. Growing in grace is not uh, us becoming more pardoned than when we, when we were converted. Yeah. It is not. It is not that you have now been forgiveness of your sins and now you are even more forgiven. No. Yeah. 
it does not, uh, you know, um, 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 tell us like that, and it does not becoming more justified than at salvation time, salvation day. So what really is that Christian growth? There was this uh, preacher in England, uh, a pastor, an evangelical preacher. He once said, um, when I speak of growth in grace, I mean increase in the degree, in size, in strength, in vigor, uh, and the power of um, the graces which the Holy Spirit plants in a believer's heart. That is growing in grace. And again tonight, let me ask you this question. What is the thing planted by the Holy Spirit in your life? When the time that you received Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came into your life. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, the Holy Spirit said, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And what is that um, thing that the Holy Spirit planted in your life? Do you, do you begin to understand the Bible from there? Oh, I will tell you, my friend, that's what happened to me. Before, I had no idea what the pastor was speaking. I had no idea what the pastor was telling me about the, the message. And I cannot understand. When I was there sitting and the pastor um, mentioned the verse, mentioned the, the reference there, and then I had my little Bible and I did not know where to open. And then uh, when we listened, oh, Colossians, uh, I was looking, where is that Colossian thing? Where is that? And then uh, he already finished and he mentioned another book of the Bible. I, I, have, I, was, I did not find the first one yet. I had no idea what was that, um, you know. Um, but again, over time, little by little, I learned. Uh, little by little, I, I understood, and understood the Bible by the grace of God. That is growing in grace. And before, not just, it affects me mentally or my, my, my you know, my understanding faculty. Uh, also, it affects me physically. Because now I follow the pastors, I follow the, uh, the, the people in the church. Um, I told you already, my, my brother, my brother, now Pastor, Pastor Harley, um, just followed the, 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 the pants. The, before I had these uh, Levi's uh, jeans and t-shirt, you know, very uh, fitting t-shirt. And I love it. I, I like it. I, I always use it every time I go to party or, or, or friend's house or to go to the mall. I always use that shirt. I like it. But I look around oh, over many months and perhaps years, I noticed that these pastors and these people will always like to use um, pants as uh, church and, and, and things with collar. And then I just follow them. I just follow the pastor. I just follow and Pastor Harley. Um, and even, even Pastor Harley, when he played basketball, he, 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 wear, uh, he wore these slacks playing basketball. I said, oh, that's too much. I don't follow it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's too much. But again, you can see that, wow, this, these people really, uh, they, don't, they don't wear jeans. They don't wear um, denim pants. Um, again, uh, I just observe and then I learn. Um, that's why I said it affects me physically because I just followed what I saw in the church. And in fact, um, in, uh, I remember... I remember um, there were other girls in our church that uh, when they arrived first time in our church, they were they had this very yes, skimpy, you know, very um, short, short, and no one like uh, you know told them about what they are wearing. But over time, they learned that uh, when we come to church, we we wear uh, that decent and also modest clothes, modest apparel. Because it's also the, um, um, you know taught in the Bible. So again, we 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 learn these things. We begin to follow you know the, the wholesome thing, the the things that can that will like attract people in a wrong way. You know, sometimes um, we go to a place that we want to wear those you know, most beautiful and most you know um, um, attractive things that we have to attract them to our body or something like that. 
But again, when we get, when we learn to begin the Holy Spirit of God, uh, that is not the way God wants to work in our lives. So we begin to uh, uh, temper that. We temper ourselves. We we don't go there to show off. We don't go there to to uh, to, to show to people how how beautiful your body is. But rather, uh, we want that wholesome experience and 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 to become a blessing also to others. So what is the thing that the Lord, our, the Holy Spirit of God, planted in your life at the time of your um, salvation? And, and again, every now and again, you come to church, the Holy Spirit will plant again, will plant again, will plant. You keep on planting and then that will grow in your life and then that will, uh, you know, define you who you are. You see, um, um, do you now understand the, the, the Word of God? Easier than before? Do you do you uh, like a uh, uh, live a life now that is guided by the Holy Spirit? Uh, before we don't we don't do that. We don't pray before we do things. But now we begin to pray. Why? Even though how easy is the thing, we do not do not tend to do the thing. Even though how easy it is, you need to pray because uh, to, to 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 tell God and to show to God, Lord. I will not depend on my mind. I will not depend on my judgment. I depend on you, Lord. I do not know how how is this going to ha uh, to um, to come out. I do not know what's the consequences of this. But Lord, I trust that you will be the one guiding me. Do not trust on yourself. Trust in the Lord. Yeah. You see, in in uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse number five. Proverbs three five. Trust in the Lord with uh, with all your heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. Do not lean. Do not rely. Lean not. Do not rely on your own judgment. Yep. Lean not unto thine own understanding. And in all thy ways acknowledge him. Yep. And he shall direct thy path. Yep. There is a verse in, in, in Jeremiah. I think uh, uh, about the, the heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? So trust in the Lord with, with all your heart. And do not trust your heart. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, um, our Christian life must grow. When you begin to trust in the Lord, then you begin you know, to grow. The more a person trusting in the Lord, the more you can see the growth. That person is really growing. If he is trusting only in the Lord. So our Christian life must grow and it must increase. And what, whatever it is, whatever that is, you have to grow because uh, that is what God wants us to do. Grow in grace. And secondly, let us take a look at these evidences of growth. Evidences of growth. As you observe, uh, you know, uh, even our human life, starting from the baby. Uh, from the baby, you can observe, you know, uh, it's just very dependent on the mother. Uh, the, the baby doesn't even, you know, uh, um, turn um, the body, its body. It's dependent on the mother. The mother will take care of that, will, will, will um, um, wipe whatever sweat that the baby had at the, at the back or or or, or uh, feed the milk the baby is so um dependent then observe the baby uh, in 12 months time from uh the, the child the 12 months from birth then you can you can see immediately there is uh, uh there is this growth that's so evident uh in the baby um, the growth there, you will notice that the child at one year old, uh, the child is now beginning to uh, to crawl. Perhaps already walking by the time some 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 um, uh, children, some um, you know uh, children, they can they can they can walk at eight months old or sometimes seven seven months old. Uh, but so many also uh, will be later than that. But again, you will see that now they are not. They are not just uh, lying down. They can they can roll their bodies. They can they can crawl now, and they begin to uh, they need more space now. And that is growth. That is normal. It is normal. What does it say to us? That means if you have you know um, if if you have 
uh, been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are alive. And because you have life in Him, you must grow in your Christian life. There must be growth. And what is the growing Christian will naturally display in your life? That, that, the increase of love. You will increase. You will have that increase of love in the Lord, love of the Word of God, love of you know the people of God, love of the things of God. You will, you will just begin to love these things what God loves. In First Thessalonians uh, chapter three, verse number twelve. First Thessalonians chapter three, verse number twelve. And the Lord make you to increase. You know, it is the Lord that will make you to increase. You know, the more you cling unto the Lord, the more you, uh, you, you, you stay closer to the Lord, the more you read the Word of God, and the, the Lord will speak to you through the Word, then the more you uh, put yourself in the proximity around the Word of God and around God uh, in prayer, then you will begin to increase and abound in love, as what the Bible says. Um, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love, one toward another. And not just, you know, a limited in scope, but it even move farther, beyond. And now you begin to, to feel, to feel, you know, that you need to help those missionaries uh, and, and reaching out to people. That you begin to feel the need and then you begin to include in your offering maybe uh, for mission. Uh, every time you have your salary, you take the tithes out and then you secure the tithes to be taken to the church. And then after that, you have that 90% and you will begin to pick from there. Oh, I, I want to give even this little little amount to the mission uh, who knows that you know the pastor that will receive this you know re really need at the very moment uh, that, that, that this money arrives to them you see you will begin that is what the Bible says here uh, verse number 12 and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and not just toward another but to all men to all men it goes Farther beyond uh, within the you know the, the people around you, even as we do toward you. First Thessalonians chapter four verse number nine. First Thessalonians chapter four verse number nine. But but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, uh, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Verse ten. And indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Do not settle to where you are. Oh, I, I'm happy where I am. Uh, I want to keep this and I want to stay. Well, no, no, don't stay like that. Uh, always keep on growing and growing and growing. Keep on growing. The Bible says in, in, in 1, Thessalonians, 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, uh, sorry, chapter 15, verse 58. He said, um, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and movable, always abounding. Always abounding. Do not sit on where you are. Do not be complacent of the position where you are now. Uh, you, you come to church every Sunday morning uh, and you have not missed that and praise the Lord for that. But now the Lord is impressing upon your heart. Okay, okay, I want you to grow and abound more and more. I, uh, uh, you, you have been faithful in your Sunday morning service. Uh, you have not missed that. Now um, um, attend also the evening service. And the Lord will impress it upon your heart. And then by, by the grace of God, you will just follow it. You will follow the Lord. And now you have increased. You have increased. And later on, yeah, you, will, you will include Wednesday um midweek service and later on you, before you know it you will attend Bible studies too later on you will you will do some you know menial service at the church too you go to Bible studies and you go to other places why because you grow more and more it will you will not stop you will not stop and and before you just open the Bible when you, you go to church but now you spend uh, uh, another 15 minutes every morning and 15 minutes every evening in the Word of God. So that is where you grow. And then, oh no, 15 minutes is not enough to you, then you will make it 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. That is what the Bible says there. Always abounding. Amen. Always abounding in the Word of the Lord. For as much as you know, 
that your labor is not in vain yep. in the Lord. You see, um, again, this is what Apostle Paul was telling us, and this is what God wants us to do. And increase in love, increase in love of the Lord. And by this, the Bible says in John chapter 13, verse number 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. In what particular action of a Christian that God can call you his disciple? When you begin, when you begin, if you love one to another, when you begin to love one another, then you are indeed the disciple of Jesus Christ. But if you are a Christian and you do not live, you do not love the church, you do not love the ministry of the church, you just come to church because you feel like that is your obligation, that is a duty to do, or being a Christian, and you just come to church. My friend, if you are like that, then you are not the disciple of Jesus Christ. Because the disciple of Jesus Christ, there is only one characteristic that you can find in this person. One characteristic that you can find in the person that is a disciple of Jesus Christ. That person love the brethren. When that person love one another, uh, the people of God, when they love one another, they are the disciples of Jesus Christ. I wonder tonight, are we the disciples of Jesus Christ? So we need to love one another. You just don't come to church because you want, the, you want God to take your attendance. All you need is God. You know, I don't care about these people. No, that is wrong. Because... You know, God placed us in the ministry, and ministry is people. Yep. People is ministry, and ministry is people. You cannot, uh, you know, divorce people from ministry. They are intertwined. If you want to do the ministry, of course, you will have to face people. You see, now how can we know that we have passed from death unto life? The Bible says in First John chapter three, verse number fourteen. 1 John 3, verse number 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother, where does he stay? He abides in death. He remains in death. He remains unsaved. In other words, when that person dies, even though he comes to church, he will still go to hell because he is not really saved himself. But this is the, 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 the you know, um, the... Uh, the mark of a saved person. The mark of a saved person. Uh, the mark of a saved person is that this person uh, loved his brethren. Before, I don't like people. I, I, not that I don't like people, but I'm just, I'm just scared of people. I, I don't want to talk to people because I was an introvert. Uh, and, and I think my brother Harley was ten times with me. <laughs> but again, by the, by the grace of God, we overcame it. We overcame it by the grace of God. And it is the Lord. It is the Lord who uh, made us to overcome. And you see, it is by the grace of God. Uh, he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And also there must be an increase, not just an increase of love, but also an increase of faith. An increase of faith. <clears throat> we, we praise the Lord for that, that there is an increase of faith that God wants to, uh, to uh, accomplish in our lives. First Thessalonians, or Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, chapter, chapter 1, verse number 3. We are abound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly. And the charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded. So increase of faith. And not just increase of faith, but also increase of the knowledge of God. That is where, this is where we begin to learn. This is where we begin to read the word of God. And we, get, we listen to the, um, you know, the, the sermons. And we, we just you know, um, connect all those uh, and, and connect all those dots and, and puzzles in our in our life. There are puzzles, there are things that we do not understand. But by the grace of God, it's the Holy Spirit of God that will teach you His ways, all things. He will teach you all things. So there will be an increase in the knowledge of God and there will be greater desire for holiness. You will live a life that is 
holy, um, holy in the sight of God. You want to, to please God by, by way of serving others. You want to um, love others by, you know, helping maybe if you see someone in need, then your heart is, you know, is, is like uh, uh, being um, crushed there. If you cannot help, and again, uh, we look at people who are in need and we, we, we try our best to find ways. I have a lot of friends that, you know, uh, when we are in need, uh, we, will, we will try our best to find ways to, to help people because the people, <coughs> the people, they need the Lord. They need God. And again, we are there in the vicinity of their need. And the Lord wants us to, to feel that, to help them, to help one another. And that is where we have the greater desire for holiness. Growing grace. And we have this evidence of growth. And finally, my friend, we will see God's help in our growth. Because God will help us as we grow. God will not leave us without help. The Lord, when He left heaven, I mean, He left go to heaven, when He left earth uh, to go to heaven, the Lord said, I will not leave you comfortless. Uh, he will call the Holy Spirit to come. And in the Holy Spirit, He will teach you all things. You know, yeah, the, the, the Greek word to that is paraclete. Paraclete, that means when you fall, He is the one standing beside you to lift you up. The Holy Spirit is the one that will lift you up. Oh, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the one that will help you. Yeah, you have a lot of questions in your mind. You have a lot of, you know, you, you are puzzled like uh, Nicodemus. Oh, I don't know this. But again, we, we also have our, own, our moments of, you know, these um, things that we do not know. And sometimes we fall into sin. Sometimes we, we just don't know. Uh, we don't understand. I, I will tell you, my friend, the Holy Spirit will, will, will you know, um, stand beside you and will lift you up and help you understand things because He is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He will teach you if you will just ask the Lord, Lord, let the Holy Spirit to teach me these things because I do not understand. I'll tell you, if you, are, if you just humble yourself and ask the Lord for that, He will teach you. And of course, we have the Word of God. The Word of God is the one thing that the Holy Spirit will use in your life. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2. The Lord our God will use the Word of God. To, to, to help us grow as newborn babes. You have been new in your Christian life, you are new, then you are a babe in Christ. As newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word. That means you have to meet the desire and, and say to the Lord, Lord, I want to know more about your word. Lord, I want to know more about the word of God. Please, Lord, make me understand. Sometimes, Lord, I read the Bible and I don't understand. I feel discouraged. And Lord, let the Holy Spirit to, 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 to empower me and to teach me these things. My friend, as newborn babes, desire. Put that in your heart. Desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? For what purpose? That you may grow thereby. You never outgrow your need of milk of the word. You yeah. never outgrow it. Ah, the Bible is, is only good for those uh, um, kindergarten or those uh, high schoolers. Give it to them. No, even though we are retired, even though you have been uh, graduating university, even though you have been working all your life and you finish your, you have, you have retired, I will tell you, my friend, you will never outgrow your need of the milk. The milk of the Word of God. For Why? <clears throat> um... The word of God is very important. It's like meat to us. It's like food to us. Yeah. If you remember that, what the Lord Jesus Christ used um, to, to, to answer the enemy, he uses the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeded out of the mouth of God that man live. So it's the word of God that is used as a, you know, the one that can sustain us. In other words, a Christian that does not read the word of God is starving. He is starving. And you know what will happen to a person that is starving? Sooner or later he would die. So that is what will happen to a Christian that does not have the word of God. He is starving himself. Why, why would you starve when the, when the food right there is in front of you? When the food, the Bible, the word of God is right in front of you. Why would you starve to death? 
You see, um, the Lord God will use the Word of God um, to, to, to make us, to, uh, I mean, to, to make us grow, to make us strengthen. He uses trouble also sometimes to, to, for our experience uh, so that you will understand how to cling to the Lord. Without problem in this world, I believe less and less uh, likely that we will come to the Lord because we have no problem. That is why I think that's what happened to the Filipino people. We are, we are very, we, we are resilient. Uh, if, if you go to a place and there's only, you know, uh, a cup of rice there, uh, we can survive. We can survive. We can, we can, we can live. Uh, we can sleep on the floor. But in here in New Zealand, I, I haven't seen really uh, people who sleep on the floor on purpose. But, uh, um, but <clears throat> naturally, not really. Uh, most people here can really sleep on bed. But me growing up, you know, it's it's common to us to sleep on the floor. We sleep on the floor, and then when we go to a place or, or work in a place, and it's hard job, it's a hard work. I, you know, we can survive. Why? Because you know, uh, uh, I think the Lord allows us to experience trouble in, in 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 life. So much trouble in the Philippines, in, especially when there is typhoon coming. There's no water. Uh, there's no light. Then we have to survive with that. Our our houses are not houses here in New Zealand. Uh, they're sturdy and strong, but there, when the typhoon strikes, then the entire house sometimes will disappear, and then we we we, we build shanty or we build something to cover our head, and and, and to to just to survive. And we are not we, we are not going to to get this depressed. We will just survive, and that is what. Um, the purpose of problems and trials in life is so that you can cling to the Lord. You can come to God and ask God for, for miracles and for help. <clears throat> and that is where you can strengthen your, your, uh, your life. Again, God uses public worship also and service so that, that this is ways that, by which God will use so that you can grow. Praise the Lord that we have our church or otherwise you know, many of us will stay home tonight. Because we have no church and no, no commitment, anything. We just stay home. But because we have a church, then, oh, I, I don't want to miss that. Why? Why we don't want to miss the church? Because we do not know next week whether we'll still have a church. We do not know whether uh, our church will last and, you know, uh, uh, longer in the place. Uh, the, the, the Lord might take this church out. So while the church is here, so I would rather come. You see... This is, this is what God uses so that they are, we, He can help us in our growth. And God uses also the fellowship of the believers. And praise God, when you come to church, there are genuine people. Genuine yeah. people that, that will look really into the need of individuals. And, and we have the desire to help. And whatever in whatever capacity that we can help, we will help. Whether it is whether it is you know uh, moral support or or a little of financial support or whatever things that we can help, we will do that because uh, again, this is where the place the Lord uses so that uh, the the believers, every believer that is in your surrounding. Um, a brother in the Lord, a sister in the Lord, it is not there by, you know, uh, by chance. It is God sent. Those people that you call brother or sister in the church, the Lord placed them there so that, you know, God will use them to help you grow. You see, I, I, I grow a lot. When, um, when I listen to some of our brothers, some of our sisters, uh, we, we grow. We grow together. The Lord uh, make us grow. You see, God uses the fellowship of believers to help us grow in the knowledge of Him. And again, I don't know what God has provided you uh, so that you will grow. I think there must be something that God has, has provided so that you will grow. Or the problem is... Are you growing at all? Is there really growth in your life? If not, then why not? Why are we not growing? I think uh, you, know, you have to, you have to, um, you know, uh, talk to the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, you say in your word that um, uh, we have to, to have, we have to sincerely desire the, the, the milk of the word. 
uh, Lord, I decided, Lord, but why, why is it until now? I, I, I don't feel like I am growing. Uh, please, Lord, help me understand this. And I will tell you, my friend, the Lord will, will give you the grace. The Lord will help you with that, um, your desire. And that is our, the, our Lord's uh, concern about us. And he wants us to grow. All right? Um, we praise the Lord for that. We praise the Lord for his uh, help in our growth. We praise the Lord for the word of God and the believers, the Christian people around us. Praise the Lord for them because they are part of uh, where God uses them for our personal growth. Let's bow us in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. Bless your word to your people. And thank you for um, giving us understanding of your word. We commit you everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's um let's um sing the final hymn. Let's all stand and sing the final hymn.